You're listening to the Deliberative Podcast. Welcome to the Deliberative, your weekly podcast all about Exalted. I'm Corey, and joining me today, as always, are Charles. Hey, and Jim. How's it going? But we also have a couple of special guests with us this week, and we are very proud to introduce Tyler. Hi. And Jamie. Hi. And for those who don't know Tyler and Jamie, these are the folks that bring us that amazing Onyx Path dice rolling app that you see on iOS and all of the other mess out there that people use to use apps. I don't, I don't even know what they are. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, that, that amazing app that lets us roll like a million dice in Exalted and it counts successes for us so that we don't have to do it. I mean, that to me, it's a miracle. And so I wanted to get these guys on here and talk about it. And so we are going to be doing that. Tyler and Jamie, we're so glad to have you here today. Thanks for having us. I'm glad to have you, and I can't wait to talk more about your app and some of that stuff. But first, we've got some news. Now, the news this week is that the dragon-blooded t-shirt for the backers of the dragon-blooded What Fire Has Wrought book has finally been revealed to us, and you are allowed to purchase it now on Redbubble. We've got an image of the shirt. There was a little bit of hiccup right at the right at the beginning with some colors that were off, but now they've got it fixed up. And uh, what do you guys think about the shirt? I mean, it's it's essentially like a forum badge um, is kind of what I'm, I'm looking at. You know, proud, proud supporter of the Dragonblooded Kickstarter, right? Some of the uh, elemental symbols there. Uh, first of all, are any of you guys going to buy this shirt? Or uh, I actually just bought it right now. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad you're really focused on the show there. Yeah. <laughs> it's called market research. Oh, oh, right. Yes. Yeah, so maybe, maybe it's like some sort of like taxable, uh, I don't know what yeah. you call that, a tax deduction or something. A write-off. Yeah. A write-off for our free yeah. podcast. Yeah. That we make no money on. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, well, cool. Good. All right. So Charles is going to be wearing that shirt. Um, what do you think about it, Charles? Do you like the shirt? I do. I think um, while I'm not a huge fan of the proud backer on Kickstarter part, I think that it's totally eclipsed by um, the arrangement of all the elements, which I think is really cool and really thematic of uh, Dragon Blooded. So I think it's right. neat. It could also it could almost be like a five pole shirt. Oh. yeah i mean so for those of you who don't know we do have a companion website called fivepoles.com where we put up some of the stuff that we create like our character seeds and the spells that we created last week and uh, we're trying to build that thing out make it a make it a positive addition to the community and uh, you can go check that out anytime you want to but yeah so so the, the shirt i mean I, I, I really, I kind of want it because I want to be able to say to people like, yes, I backed this Kickstarter and I want people to ask me questions about it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would rather it have had like a, like some kind of cool dragon blooded art on it, to be honest, rather than just the symbols. I was a little disappointed by that, but, but, uh, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's not uncool. I think the problem if, if you went with art is, I mean, it's, you're going to polarize people no matter what you do. Some people are really going to like the like general ex- assess- accessibility of 
hey, this is just the five elements, as opposed to someone who's like, well, that doesn't look like the kind of dragon bloods that I'm interested in or anything like that. So I think it was kind of the safer option. Not that that's a bad thing, but, um, I mean, there's no... They can always uh, release more in the future, too. Yeah, I suppose so. You know, I was thinking about, you know, wow, I want, it would be so cool to have like a, a T-shirt with some alchemicals on it. <laughs> and uh, and I was looking around for some alchemical art and all the good alchemical art is like uh, scantily clad, perfect female bodies and stuff. And I'm like, that's really amazing art, but I don't want to wear that on a T-shirt. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like the uh, the iconic adamant cast. Um, yeah, what's her she name? Sometimes wears a shawl. She yeah, sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes she's just absolutely bare, top and bottom. You know, and it's like, I that's probably my favorite of the iconics, but she's naked, and so I'm just I can't wear that T-shirt. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess by going with the whole symbol thing like they did, it is a little bit more accessible. That's a good point. Um, I might get one. I did just like like literally a day before they released it. I ordered uh, the Abyssals T-shirt from the Redbubble store and it still hadn't even come yet. And so I'm like, then then I saw the link for the new T-shirt. and I was like, oh, yeah, this T-shirt. Dang it. I just bought one. You know, so I don't know. (laughs) Hopefully it'll stay on sale for a little while. Maybe I can maybe I can get one a couple weeks here. All right. Well, first, let's talk about let's just go and talk about how has your week been in creation? What, what have you been doing in the world of Exalted this week? I've myself, I've been on vacation this week. We're in Myrtle Beach and Exalted. I do what? Exalted vacation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's going to the beach is awesome i love i love hearing the waves and all that kind of stuff we stayed at a pretty awesome resort that had all kinds of neat um you know pools and lazy rivers and all that kind of stuff but but five days at the beach when you have six children is just five days babysitting six children yeah so no that's not a vacation at all that's work in a different place other than your home (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's like oh i don't have a nice easy crib to put the baby in to just kind of keep him contained so oh wow yeah it, it, it was a little challenging but um I did get to uh, I, I got to go back and, and attempt to resurrect some of our old play by post exalted website this week though and finally got the good news got some bad news to start with but then got the good news that they had recovered the database for the uh, for the form and everything so we're gonna get to resurrect our old uh, exalted play by post website yes. and I would kind of like to marry that into because that was really like a world of darkness and exalted website. Yeah. And I would really like to see if we could do something like take the majority of that, all the exalted stuff and like kind of create something new, uh, that's like just exalted and tie it into five poles. I don't know. I don't know exactly how all that's going to work yet, but I am glad that they were able to, uh, resurrect that data. Didn't we so. start that specifically for world of darkness? We did. It used to be uh, Thursday night WOD is what it was called to start with. TNWOD.org or something. TNWOD, yeah. <laughs> and that was back when we used uh, Skype or some some similar, um, you know, horrible uh, product to uh, to do our, our voice, you know, voice chat. And we were using Fantasy Grounds, yeah. Fantasy Grounds 2, which I had completely modded and overhauled to run World of Darkness games. New World of Darkness games. 
And that was a thing of beauty. I do not mind saying myself. Um, <laughs> I will also say it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a total conversion of fantasy grounds to turn it into an NWOD thing. And, uh, and we played a few games on there and then we decided we were, we would try out some play by post. And the very first play by post we tried out was the return to the team of five corners, uh, quick start. Oh yeah. And yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, that was that's weird, huh? And and you know what? It started out without even me being the storyteller, even though I designed the website and it was me it was trying to get everybody to exalt it. It was Heath. Somehow oh, snap. Heath. I don't I don't even know how that happened. Like, why would Heath be the storyteller? Uh, anyway, this is not for the listeners out there. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care about our drama. Oh, who was the man. first storyteller? But it was there was some difficulty because I was trying to design the website and how it worked. He was trying to learn Exalted and be the storyteller. I kept telling him, "No way, you got to do this because I'm building the dice roller to do this and that." And anyway, it was it was crazy. I ended up taking over the um, the storyteller aspect of it about halfway through. But control. Freak. That's sad. I'm sorry. No, a control freak. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's how it was perceived. That was not what I was trying to do, but uh, it did kind of end up that way. It was a little sad. But um, anyway, Charles, what, what's your week been like? Well, you know, I said last week that I was going to have the first episode of my companion podcast chatting with the Chuckster out. And then I started working on it and I realized, holy crap. So um, <laughs> I figure I'm not going to announce anything about it until I've got the first one done. Uh, it's Well, because it's just going to be me. So if I make a mistake, there's no one there to say, oh, wait, you're forgetting about blah, blah, blah. So I want to make sure. You don't have Corey to type all the show notes. It, for yeah, him. exactly. <laughs> so I want to make sure that what I've got down is good. Uh, specifically since I'm aiming it at newer players and storytellers. I don't want to lead people um, astray with bad information right, right from the get-go. So it's taken a lot more work than I thought it would, um, <clears throat> which is a good thing, but it is slowing it down. Well, unfortunately, you didn't realize that I am an Eclipse cast solar, and I bound you to your oath <laughs> to <laughs> produce that episode last week. And now, since you broke it, uh, horrible botchy things are going to happen to you at random points for the rest of your life. So just get used to it. All right. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, and then, uh, you know, I managed to convert my Pathfinder slash Starfinder group over to Exalted. And we spent, woot. yeah, woot. <laughs> we spent the uh, whole four hour block Wednesday building characters. So Sweet. that was a lot of fun. It was kind of tough since we didn't have a physical book to be able to pass around like one guy was right. using his phone which Ooh. like you could oh, barely wow. read on that thing oh. so like i let him use my ipad and the other two guys had smaller tablets so you know it, right. it was slow going though because we're all like they're completely new and i'm really 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 new and so building right. three fully fleshed out characters was a lot of work but it's right. it was fun and they're all super stoked to start our first actual session this coming wednesday yeah and i'm terrified well, yeah well <laughs> you should be however <laughs> i did just send you today uh the pages from yes, the changeling yeah the changeling the lost first edition storytelling chapter oh that is great where they explain how to build a story and it's just like step by step it is the most beautiful thing ever written on how to create a story. 
they should just copy and paste that into every rule book they ever put out. I mean, oh, yeah. whoever wrote that section was a freaking story genius. So, yeah, definitely use that. <clears throat> it's really good stuff. Well, awesome. Well, Jim, <laughs> what about uh, what about your week? How did it go? Well, I'm continuing to work on the Exalted module that I talked about last week. And we do the character seed, the character of the uh, week that we do, and I get to do every third one. Right. And so I was kind of worried, like, hey, I'm trying to develop characters for this module, but now I have to come up with a character every every um, third week. Um, so what I decided was I'll just combine the two. So I will be releasing some of the characters that I'm working on for this Ooh. module into the character of the week that we do on the That's podcast. Smart. So you'll get some sneak like peeks that. at um, some of these. And of course I'll have to give a, uh, a more summarized version for the show, but there will be a really long detailed write up on these characters on the website because oh, sweet I'm fleshing them out completely nice. i like that that's a really cool idea well what about you tyler our guests here you guys you guys do some exalted you do some gaming so what's been going on in your week um so uh i think that right after this session uh, sorry this recording session i'm gonna run off and fight a death lord with uh with my character <laughs> for the day Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's pretty awesome yeah it's um we have a campaign of about, about four of us, and uh, it's uh, you know it's been going on. Uh, I just retired my solar character because Dragonbloods came out, and I wanted to um, I wanted to test the Dragonbloods, so I switched it on over. So Sweet. my solar walked off into the desert, never to be seen again, and uh, suddenly a, a new person showed up. <laughs> Five days later, he appears in the Underworld. Somewhere. Exactly, yeah, something like that. <laughs> or in Malpheus, I guess, would be the <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, awesome. So, uh, so which which aspect did you pick for your new dragon? Uh, I, I went with Earth. Uh, I'm a I'm a Ooh. huge fan of the Resistance Tree and Ooh, the Melee Tree. Yeah. Uh, so Gosh. combine the Tor's two. About to get started now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds awesome. That's that's really cool. He's so, been geeking uh, out about Dragon Bloods for. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Are I was, you, I was uh, very excited for the Kickstarter. Are you an Avatar: Last Airbender fan? Uh, I am, but I I I have personally never pictured the dragon blood as as airbender. Uh, sorry, as as benders in general. Right. Um, so to me, that's you know, it's always been something like, oh, I, I I see how you see that image of them, but that's never how I've pictured them mentally myself. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess I guess coming to dragon bloods, you know, I always I, I always want to like import avatar into the dragon bloods, and I'm I'm like sometimes frustrated by the fact that the charms don't exactly allow me to do that you know and i'm like yep. wait did, haven't you guys seen avatar uh -huh. come on man put some charms in here you know? but uh, yeah i understand they're two different things i, I have to keep you know telling myself that it's two different things man it's two different things well, don't it, worry about it you also have access to the lovely stunting <laughs> stunting system so well that's if, true if so you, you want to describe your parry as you know hitting the ground and popping up a rock in front of your face exalted totally allows that they do, they do, and they added a charm in the water tree, or somewhere in there, I can't remember, maybe it was Brawl or something, where you actually, I think it, it might even be like the water, um, the water signature charm, where you like pull like a river or something out of its course and use it to like wrap around somebody, that's just straight what? out of either Korra yeah. or Avatar, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well awesome man, well what about you Jamie, well how's your week been? I uh, I don't want to talk about this last game. 
Lie, I, we're playing Godbloods and uh, in a separate Ooh. game from the game Tyler's talking about. Um, oh. Tyler runs for, cool. for a few of us. And uh, I am a non-combatant, and uh, I got hit by an AoE effect from a second second tier demon, right? Yep. <laughs> Is that right, Tyler? Yeah. So, yeah. so that one-shotted me, basically. And uh, turns out I'm also the one with medicine in the party. No one else had medicine. Oh, so. <laughs> so I rolled to stabilize myself, and I botched. And, uh, you know, that, that's life. Oh, but the but the good news was I had taught an NPC um, how to summon demons just a, just a couple scenes previously, and so that uh, wholesome thing. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, so she summoned uh, the appropriate demon and and saved me, and uh, oh, so cool. it worked out. But I was pretty pretty sure I was going to lose my character. Well, well, at least you at least you pulled through. What demon was it that you summoned? Was it a Neoma? Uh, a bottle bug. Bottle bug. Yeah. Bottle bug. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. I was like, blood ape. Nope. <laughs> Neoma. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bottle bug. Uh, okay. Cool. Ah, oh, man, that sounds cool. I can't wait until we get into some more games where we can talk about things that are going on in our games. We are all working on uh, the three of us, uh, Charles and Jim and I, we're working on starting up some new stuff. And so some of that we're going to record, hopefully to uh, release on our show stream at some point in the future. So that will be really fun. Let's move into where we uh, just kind of talk a little bit about uh, Tyler and Jamie and what you guys have built with the Onyx Path Dice Roller. Uh, we are all huge fans, use it in every game. It is essentially uh, completely standard equipment, not, not even standard equipment, it's required equipment yeah. for our games essentially at this point. And so, uh, so glad you guys came on the show because I love, love the, what you've built and I'd love to talk to you about it. So, well, thanks. But before we do, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. You guys, you guys uh, just thrilled me to death when you said you'd come on. So, um, but to start off, just to get to know a little bit more about you, I got a question. We're gonna change our, we're gonna change our uh, tradition here, and instead of asking what your intimacies are, which can get a little too intimate sometimes, we realize, you know, when it's just <laughs> the three of us talking to one another, uh, it's fine to talk about intimacies and whatnot. But we thought, ah, oh, that might be kind of pushing when we deal with other people. So we changed our question from what are your intimacies, your real life intimacies, to if you could be any exalt type. And I guess we'll, we'll lump in the fair folk there too. But if you could be any exalt type, which would you be? Uh, let's start with you, Tyler. What would you be? Um, so for me, I, th I think that's an easy one. Uh, I'm typically kind of a lazy person. I don't like to run around the world trying to escape from the wild hunt. So I'm definitely going with a dragon blood. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, and okay. and yeah, so I've always been, you know, they have this cool power structure, this cool lore behind them. Um, they have families that, you know, they don't have to leave their home to escape what, you know, whatever is coming for them. Um, so it's, you know, it's mostly an answer from laziness, but, you know, <laughs> that's the way it is. And what, which aspect? <laughs> oh, uh, aspect? Um, I'm definitely an air type, yeah. Air type, okay. <laughs> the wise, the wise, the quick, and the throwy. <laughs> and apparently the lazy yeah and the lazy the, yeah the wise the quick the throwy and the lazy yeah awesome awesome we had two air aspects in our dragon blooded game both charles and our friend uh jeff who we will be hearing from a little bit later in the show and uh, were they, they were both actually air? very different they yeah. were both air yeah because oh. they were both actual scions of the Ladal house 
Yeah. And were like strongly blooded in that line. So they both were air. And then you were fire. Your character was fire because I was also awesome. sort of adopted in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what about you, Jamie? What, what exalt type would you be if you could be any one of them? Any one of them. Um, I was going to say solar because they're OP, but. Absolutely. In, I think I would actually be happier as a Sidreal. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know much about them, so don't don't ask which which hey, faction I would heaven, be. But <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong with living in heaven. Yeah. Now, uh, now I feel like an idiot. I should have answered that. They live in heaven. <laughs> what were they thinking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's a real lazy answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although you know they are kind of put to work though. So Tyler, you might not fit up there. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I don't want. To, I don't want a boss. I just, I just like, like the idea of them affecting things. You know, not non directly and like kind of the clever ways they they work around stuff. So that right. that sounds interesting to me. Although I would say if I were there in real life having to do what they do and I walked into the um, to the dome, what, what's it called? Not the Jade Pleasure Dome, but the other one where the uh, pattern spiders are. Uh, the Loom of Fate. Yes. Yeah. If yeah. I walked into the Loom of Fate and saw giant spiders everywhere, I would freaking <laughs> take my own life and like, find my thread and yank it. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I love spiders. I'm <laughs> oh, you like spiders? Well, we have a tarantula on our porch right now, and I am terrified to walk outside. So, oh, no. um, yeah, it, it's nice. Well, it's a thing. You, you would just get a tummy ache. It wouldn't be bad. He is, I mean, this is like literally the only thing I'm scared of in the entire universe is like a spider. And it doesn't matter how, how small it is, like the tiny, tiny, tiny little one that you can barely see. I'm still going to scream like a girl and run. So, so if I saw giant, like, you know, giant spiders uh, leaving webs that filled like an entire like football stadium, I would just die on the spot. So as a guy who played spiders, a sure spider. Like and didn't Autochthon, he created them, right? So they're kind of like robot spiders. I don't know. I might be able to deal with robot spiders a little bit more. Yeah, than... I'm sure they're beautiful like everything in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I just want one of those big celestial lions. Those things are pretty awesome. I'm going to ride <laughs> one of those things. Note to self. Get a celestial lion riding pet for later. All right. Well, cool. All right. Well, that's that's neat. Um so a sidereal and a dragon blood because of laziness and because of luxury. All right, good. Well, uh, let's see. Tell us, tell us how long you guys have been interested in or and or playing White Wolf slash Onyx Path games. How how far back does that go for you? Oh, we've been starting uh, with Tyler. So let's start with Tyler. Uh, so I first found um, Exalted Second Edition in a, jeez, um, uh, what was that bookstore? Probably Borders. Um, Mm. And that was we all uh, borders. No, actually, yeah, it was first edition. That's right. Um, mm. uh, so yeah, that's that's basically my start into it. Uh, and much later in life, I found Vampire, um, The Masquerade, uh, and then Mage and etc. From there, bloomed bloomed kind of out. But yeah, so I, wow. I started in, started in first edition, but I didn't have a group to play with, so I just read the books religiously and filed it away. So. Oh, that's awesome. So you, you actually, you went a little bit backwards compared to the way most people go, you know. I feel like since Vampire was the more popular product, you know, at least at first, I think yeah, now. I definitely remember seeing that bright green book in the bookstore, but um, right. compared to the, you know, the, the beautiful sunny art of the first edition on the cover, mm. I mean, which, which, one, which one is young me going to grab? The answer is clear. Right. <laughs> Harmonious Jade. Harmonious her awesome Jade with her, with her bow, big, yep. Yeah, that Oracalcum longbow. Oh man, that was that was such a gorgeous. But I bought it because of the cover. I, I honestly did. That's definitely what made me pick it up. Yeah, I, and I was I, I had actually I think I owned the um, 
the the vampire book at the time i had never played vampire didn't particularly like it i did like the way the book was laid out but i saw that book and i bought it and i was i i tried for years and years and years to convince my friends to play and, oh 15 years later i'm still trying to convince people to play so anyway yeah but that's neat that you kind of went you went the opposite way of most people and i think that that's awesome because exalted deserves that you know uh what about you jamie how how did you get started well i'm incredibly typical um so (laughs) i played vampire the masquerade um bloodlines the video game and uh it was my first year in college and uh, somebody was like, hey, we're going to go play Vampire the Masquerade. Do you want to come? And I was like, I-, I don't know how you play that as a group, but o- okay. And uh, I'll come because I love that video game. And I showed up and was like, this is, this is not at all what I was expecting. And uh, <laughs> it, it was a LARP. And mm. um, I never missed a game for three years after that. Wow. Like, wow. I was so hooked. And I went in all the other games and um, eventually... Uh, Tyler was actually the one who introduced me to Exalted. Ah, good job, Tyler. Yep, yep. <laughs> High five, buddy. Yep, thanks. Awesome. Well, that, so, okay, now I'm going to sound like a complete uh, noob here uh, because I have played a lot of role-playing games face-to-face with people around the table mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, uh, built, designed, run my own play-by-post site for a decade. But I have never in my life done a LARP and and in my mind LARPing is like some weird thing that I don't want to touch with a 10 foot pole but at the same time <laughs> I'm always like interested too but like when I see the new book I'm like oh man I wish I was interested in that I, but but I'm like I don't know there's some sort of like reticence there now explain to me you, you didn't miss for three years after being just like newly introduced to this thing what is it about the LARPing aspect that that is like so just there's such a draw to people who who get into it like what really hooked you so i did stage theater um all through high school and even even okay. when i was very very young i was in a pro- professional uh stage production of a midsummer night's dream and that kind of thing Ooh, so cool. larp really helped like it, it's like improv basically yeah. and i really love the costuming aspect and the social aspect um, our LARP was roughly a hundred people went in its heyday. Holy wow! Yeah, yeah it was a big. big How does deal. that even work? Right? What is uh, well, Do you have like sub storytellers or something? Like what's oh, going yeah. on? Oh yeah, you got a oh. massive team of storytellers. Like seven, seven to, I think nine was the most storytellers we ever had. And then you That's also weird, have dude. combat advocates, who um, are players who have permission to run combat situations as long as they're neutral on it um Dang. so yeah when when i was like primogen of the toreador clan i had like 15 <laughs> actual players that were in my clan like wow that i was in charge of and you know the primogen so this is almost like mmo stuff oh yeah 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 <laughs> so you can get really into your character and get really involved and it's a massive community and um, I met my husband there, and yeah, it's a big deal. But at the same time, cool. like, it can be, you know, people can get a little too into it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds very stressful. Not the game type for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, so when we were in uh, high school, we had a friend of ours. Uh, we'll just call him Jason, but uh, I know that he used to run some quasi larp style vampire jim what was what did he always it wasn't like the same situation all the time like 
he would say something like, "All right, you guys are starting in the Walmart parking lot," or what? Do <laughs> yeah, you remember? yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he 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 did his stories based on like things around him. Yeah, things so, happening in like, the school. And um, in the town we live, well, the town we lived in, like everybody gathered. Wait, 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 wait hold they, on. The town we live in is essentially uh, famous now because they filmed Stranger, Stranger things, things in our high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so in the so town, that town, yeah, that town. Um, I don't have permission from that town to mention its name, so I'll just keep it quiet. <laughs> um, so in that town, like everyone would gather in the Kmart parking lot Kmart parking lot with all their um their cars and stuff and you know and he would like fantasize about like becoming a vampire and just like getting all these people right so that's how he Jeez. wrote his games what? so he wrote his games like okay y'all guys are at the Taco Bell I'm like, I know where the Taco Bell is. This yeah. is kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know just down so the street. You know what's so funny is that uh, right now I work for a peanut company uh, north of Atlanta. <laughs> and the the HR director at this peanut company, when I, when I first moved here and took this job, he used to run the Taco Bell during the years that we all went to no that way yeah. <laughs> did he remember you uh, no i mean we, we talked about the times we were there whatever you know and, and it was like dude i probably served you tacos right across the thing i'm like that is the craziest thing i've ever heard yeah. but uh yeah so yeah, that's just wild that's wild and then yeah and then our high school's in stranger things so man sweet small world for us anyway <laughs> I don't think that's what that saying means. <laughs> Is that not what that means? I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, hey, let's see. Let's get another question here. Charles, you got a question? Yeah. Um. So you know, we're obviously the focus of this show is on Exalted, but um, as someone who really likes Hunter the Vigil and a lot of the other Chronicles of Darkness non-Exalted games, what are your favorite? non-exalted white wolf or onyx path games easy yeah demon the fallen Fallen. nobody will play a game with me but i i love (laughs) that game that is very neat didn't they they tied that all into the whole god machine thing right so they're like so that's that's demon the descent yeah. Oh, that's oh, okay. Let's get your squad out of here. Uh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Demon the Fallen, the last, the last game line that they did before they made a mistake, in my opinion. <laughs> but, <Right. laughs> but yeah, D, uh, and then Vampire the Masquerade, second to that. Okay. All right. Sweet. What about you, Tyler? Uh, so if we're keeping it to. Um, White Wolf for me, uh, the system I enjoy a lot is actually Mage. Um, there's there's something there's something really cool about you know getting to bend reality to your will, yeah, and absolutely. we we always joke about um, uh, paradox as as this creature called the Popcorn Man who observes your every action, and if you perform something that couldn't happen, he's like, hey, you can't do that, and you get paradox for it. Uh, so we always have this little little mini 
role-playing game as we role-play about the adventure of the Popcorn Man judging us for our, our magical actions. I wish I had brought Popcorn Man in. Like, I wish, like, the final boss of that campaign was, like, Popcorn Man. <laughs> you must fight Paradox itself! Yeah, like, if take out get... the Umbra and then fight Popcorn Man. That, that, that would have been, been wonderful. Uh, so, so, get, so I'm guessing... You're more old world of darkness, like Mage the Ascension rather than Mage the Awakening. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Both both of us are, yeah. <sighs> okay. So you guys are you guys are the old blood stuff. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. But to spread a moment that. Uh, for a moment of heresy here, I actually do enjoy D and D uh fifth edition quite a bit. Okay. All right. But, yeah, it's and, and can talk Jamie, about that here. Jamie, do you do any non White Wolf uh, Onyx Path stuff? Uh I have done D and D out of desperation to get into <laughs> tabletop games, but I yeah. much, much prefer Onyx Path games. You know, speaking about mistakes that were made, and speaking about games that aren't White Wolf Onyx Path. Uh-oh. Yeah. What happened to Fossa? My goodness. <laughs> I mean, they had Battletech, they had Shadowrun, they had Earthdawn. They... <sighs> Uh, I, I felt like they they wanted to be Games Workshop, and then they made that they made some new game that's very similar to Warhammer, and I think that that sunk them. Uh, but dang, back in the day, man, Shadowrun and Earthdawn, and I know those games still exist in some way, shape, or form <coughs> today. But oh yeah, Shadowrun yeah, is really popular. I know it's what is in this fifth edition now, but yeah. I just I, yeah, Catalyst I think does that, and then like something like Red Brick or Red something or other does uh, Earthdawn, but um, I just without it being Fossa, I just I, I can't. I'm so brand loyal. You guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> no. If, if all of a sudden like White Wolf Onyx Path sold off Exalted to like you know Hero Clicks or whatever, I'd be or some others or Microsoft. Oh my gosh, which is where Fossa <laughs> sold its IPs, but. Uh, but you know, if that actually happened, I, I would just—I would be the, so devastated. I just wouldn't even know what to do. I, I guess role playing's out then. I guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> Time to get please, a life. Please, White Wolf on Expand. Please, don't ever sell Exalted. Yeah. Homebrew your own system. No. Yep. Oh. We do it all the time. Yep. <sighs> yep. I guess. Whatever. Well, cool. Um. Well, what about, uh, so it sounds like you guys have played a lot of Exalted, and which which editions would you say you've played the most? Uh, for me, it's definitely a second edition, purely because of, of, of how time works. You know, it's been out the right. longest, so that's the, yeah. one, that's the one we played when it was out. So you didn't get to play first, but you did get to play a lot of second. Yeah, we, we ran several campaigns in that. Yeah, that's pretty much my story, too. But now you're trying to do more and more third, I guess, as they Oh, as I, they I adore up. third edition, yeah. Every yeah, chance I get. Too. Oh, yeah. It's kind of hard to go back. I mean, uh, we were, we were looking at the alchemicals book earlier today, and I'm like, man, this was awesome, but it just doesn't look like third. You know, like it, <laughs> it, it's so hard. It's so even though I was like a big fan of the old uh, layout and everything, you know, I'm just I, I like I'm going, man, it just it looks so old now. I just I can't I can't get get really excited anymore. Yeah. Well, cool. And and you, Jamie, you're you're a little bit more new to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have you you played second edition or just third? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, Tyler ran like a, this is the World of Exalted game where we were all just noobs. And I played, um, it, that was second, right? Yeah, yeah that yeah. was. The third, yeah, yeah, that was way before the third came out. What am I thinking? Um, I played Smudge 
the character with the most tragic backstory, and uh, and I used ridiculous throne charms all over the place, and they kept canceling out my super attacks, the enemies, and I kept getting so frustrated. And they're like, no, Jamie, you're doing good. And I'm like, but I'm not doing any damage. <laughs> per perfect defenses were, you know, a, a problem yeah. in that edition. Yeah, yeah, they were. Well, I don't think we really ever got into that problem because we, I don't know, the one, the one, the one time I played a Solars game in second edition, we got to the main bad guy and I, I one punched him. Like it was over. Like the, like the, <laughs> I was the Dawn and I just put all my moats. Like I just went all the moats in there. And I think I rolled. And it was, this was like, this was after the Ink Monkeys had done their solar rework. And uh -oh. I did like a oh. Heaven Thunder Hammer or something. I mean, yeah. like I hit the guy so hard into the wall of a barn. And so like my punch did damage. The wall of the barn did like 40 dice of damage. It, 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 I remember was, that, yeah. What yeah. was this barn made of? Uh, yeah, well, so I that's mean, an artifact barn. <laughs> yeah, he broke through that wall and then he hit the back wall. But like if you added up like all the dice of damage, it was just some just... It was some ridiculous thing that we really needed your dice roller to be able to store. <laughs> Do you remember when you did that and missed? Yeah, yeah. The first the first time I went up toe-to-toe -to -toe with somebody, and I was like, this guy's going down. I had, like, the ox stunning blow. I was just going to just knock it. I think it was, was it a girl? I don't even remember. Anyway, I was going to knock this person out. I go for, like, I poured, like, 28 motes into this thing, and it and it missed. I mean, like 28 dice. Oh my gosh. Missed. Yeah. It was, it, we were using some dice code that I had written for our uh, Play My Post site. And it just, it was, and I, and I seriously thought about just like, cause since I was the admin, I could have just deleted the post and deleted the, oh, the uh, database Ooh. entry. But I Corey. didn't, I didn't do, I mean, that shows the integrity, right? I have four <laughs> dots of integrity at least at that point because I left it there, even though it was like massive amounts of egg on it my face. It was a spectacular miss, I do have to say. <laughs> Beautiful. I remember, we talked about that for a hot minute on the board. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah oh man well so uh your dice roller as, as we've said it's just amazing and i want to know how did you guys get involved in making something like this do you have any previous app development or you know how did how did you even get the idea to do this uh so i let me i'll start off the answer here because uh, i think the answer will be funny if i give it uh it, 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 it came from uh grilled cheese sandwiches actually oh um, all right Jamie and I, I, I like this already. Jamie and I worked near each other in our day jobs, and um, I said to her, "Hey, let's go get some grilled cheese sandwiches." Cheese and, wizards. Yeah, from, from, from a company called Cheese Wizards. And uh, when we were standing in line, I offhandedly mentioned I had started working on a um, exalted um, character app to you know track your stats and all that. And Jamie was like, "Oh, me too." Uh, and so that led to us deciding to team up together to make a, a sweet app. Um, and that turned into Black Sheets for Scion, uh, hmm. if you're familiar with that. Um, and then at one point, Rich asked us to do the dice rolling app for uh, the old Kickstarter, re Kickstarter reward for uh, Werewolf. And that's oh, where okay. that came from. Wow. And we cool. did it in like a month or no it was like a weekend we were like let's see if we can just get some dice rolling on the screen and it took like a weekend to do it yeah that that was the original prototype and boy is it is it 
ugly to the point where where Rich saw it and is like, I I don't know what this is. Um, but it, you know, it, it rolled it rolled dice. And it was 3D. So. It, it, it was ugly. We didn't have the the proper dice models or anything, but we were like, "Yep, we can do it, Rich. Don't worry, we got it." Wow. <laughs> so, so, have you guys used? I see, I see at the beginning, you know, when you first start the app up, now it says Unity Engine. Now, have you guys been uh, using Unity Engine? Uh, so that's actually a, a bug on my my fault. Um, uh, I forgot to remove that splash screen in that in the most recent iOS version. Oh, okay. So we strike this then, right? We don't. <laughs> no, no, no. It's 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 fine. It's fine, really. Uh, I, you know, anyone anyone who's got a good eye will will spot it now. But yeah, it's it's made in Unity. Okay. All right. Well, hey, Unity. They use Unity for a lot of amazing things. I mean, Hearthstone is made in Unity. That's the one everyone points to. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I I've talked to those guys and uh, <laughs> it's mm. it's rough. Uh. Yeah, so without going into computer science stuff, um, Unity is a fantastic tool for rapid prototyping uh, and making mm -hmm. things very, very quickly. It has a lot of undeserved uh, bad rap. Oh, okay. Unless you're I a UI person. Was... <laughs> I've, I've never tried using it. I'm a bit of a computer science person myself, but uh, I've, I have not been into coding for... Uh, kind of a while now, so twenty years. I've never used Unity. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, other than <laughs> other than the Fantasy Grounds thing and our website and all that kind of stuff, yeah, I've been kind of out of it. But uh, but yeah, that it, I I see that name on a lot of really awesome things. So I you know like your dice roller. But, um, it's perfect for this type of project for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, cool. But but no app development before that though, other than uh, the sorry, black I sheets. Uh, yeah, we're 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 both app developers in our in our day jobs. Oh, okay, sweet. I worked on some uh, some big AAA titles in the video games industry. Uh, and then, oh, cool. And then kind of kind of left it. So I'm awesome. still working on big AAA titles in the video game industry. Oh, you know, I didn't know AAA did video games. I thought they just came and towed your car away. <laughs> <laughs> But it sounds like a great game, though. I mean, That's some like, gentle yeah. comedy, Corey. <laughs> if your game has commercials on TV, you're a AAA game. Ah, I see. Man, that's fair. I see. Yeah. All right, well, cool. Charles, you have another question? Um, yes, I do. Uh, how did your home games influence the development of the app? Ooh. Uh, so... Um, if you switch to the, uh, so this is this, this is something that a lot of people don't seem to notice right off the bat is um, if you switch to the various game lines in that top section, um, it actually has different UI on the on the main page. Um, originally, we didn't have the difficulty selector on there for the classic World of Dar uh, World of Darkness games, and we played mm -hmm. with Dice App and like this is really frustrating because you need to change your difficulty all the time. Uh, so that's where that feature came from, is uh, us playing and constantly grumbling about having to change the difficulty um, mm. for every dice roll. Yep. Yep. Interesting. That's cool. That's cool. Well, uh, you know, I've said it, that the app, you know, helps out a lot when it comes to just rolling a gajillion dice, but it also helps out so much when you have to add all of these weird dice tricks yeah. Uh, for Exalted, you know, where, okay, now you're re-rolling ones, you're doubling nines, you're doubling, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now, are there any dice tricks that Exalted Third has introduced in its charm sets and whatnot that you haven't implemented in the app yet that you know about that you need to? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we covered just about everything in, in the Solar Exalted. 
uh, that is not the case for the Dragonbloods. They have lots of stuff that we um, don't really have a good plan to cover because it's things like reroll essence ones, right? Like the dice app doesn't really have a concept of your essence score. Right, right. So that's almost something that the player is just going to have to do. There's, there's no way to, to build that in. Basically, I mean, that's what I would think. We have an idea, but it's kind of, kind of far out right now. We'll, we'll see if we end up going with it. Every time okay. we've said we're not going to support a feature, though, eventually <laughs> we think of a way of doing it and yeah. end up doing it anyway. But, right. But nothing's happened. Yeah. We, we haven't come up with anything yet. So. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. What about you, Jim? Jim, do you have a question? All right, I'm going to be honest, guys. Um, I am the last one of the three here that got introduced to this app. So I'm very new to it. Um, but, I mean, it looks great. Of course, I haven't bought all the dice like Corey um, and Charles. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there was just one thing that I was wondering if you were planning on doing. Uh, when I first used it, and it, it rolled the dice, it told me the successes, it was great. But uh, I, I flipped my sound on, and I was like, <laughs> I, I want, I, and I, I was like, maybe I got my sound off. I can't hear the dice rolling. So do you guys, are y'all are thinking about putting the sound of dice rolling in the app? I don't know what you're talking about, Jim. I, I hear the dice roll just fine. Maybe it's my phone. It's an Apple phone. It's an iPhone. So now you're you're at an impasse now, Corey. Do you, do you side with the phone or the app? I just say user error. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't make sounds, right? It doesn't make sounds. No, does it? it doesn't. Make sounds. Okay. <laughs> we, we talked about adding sounds, and Tyler has said, like, looked into technically making it possible to have sounds. But we just had bigger fish to fry. Right. Yeah, we, we only have a little bit of development time. You have to pick and choose um, where you're going to put it. And right. we, if we had infinite time and you know really awesome sound clips to play for the sound of the dice rolling, we totally do it. Now, yeah. when I was looking at this app, and you know, I was like, okay, this is cool. So I started looking at the features you were talking about where you can change what rule sets you're using, the success numbers. I was like, oh man, this is really good. I, where's, where's this been all my life? Um, but one thing, I, I saw the shake to roll, so I was shaking it. Well, I believe I could hear the dice rolling in my head when I was shaking <laughs> the phone. I mean, I could, I, could, I could hear, you know, the sound of the dice in your I hands. You really shook as something loose shaking. in there, Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> but, everybody wanted that shake to roll feature. They wanted that so bad. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Well, the good thing is, is when you get a bad roll and you get mad and you throw your phone. (laughs) It's gone, yeah, it disappears. Hey, that's better. Yeah, you you rolled something else, so yeah. You know what, leave leave the sound out. That way, you know, I can hide that extra roll. Oh, that pesky roll history. Yeah, it's it's watched Oh, yeah. So the one thing I'll say about sound is, um, Tell me the sound that Ori Halcom dice make when rolled upon a leather table, and I'll, I'll put it in, right? Like, <laughs> th- those dice, they're, th- the fun part about them is they're non, non-realistic materials. Like, we have right, um, yeah. that, the, the race dice, right? Well, you know, we'd obviously want a cool sound for that when it hits something, a soft little whoosh sound. So each, right. e- we'd want each one to have a different sound um, that plays. And You're that's, halfway uh, there. We're, we're not sound engineers. That would be no. very difficult for us to do. 
I mean, heck, well, it would just, I mean, it would just be me with a microphone. Artists. Yeah. I mean, iteratively though, you could you could just have just your basic, you know, clack clackety clackety clack. Yeah. And then like could. later yeah. go back and and make them all a little bit more, you know, more robust fun. or whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But we that is sell, a cool sell idea. Sound packs. Yeah. I do have a I have an Oracalcum uh D twenty over here. I could roll it on some leather and send you the, the sound file. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh <clears throat> all right, well uh so let me see here. What about what about features from fans? Have you had any what are what are some of the most requested features that you get? Uh so the mo- number one feature by far was um uh, with shake to roll before we had that implemented. Yes. Okay. Shake to roll for sure. That's weird. Yeah. All right. That that would yeah, be the we, most requested the thing because I actually really don't like that. Well, you can turn it off. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> I did. But I mean, it's it's one of those things where you know when I was trying it, it's on by default, I think. And I rolled something and I picked it up to show one of the players at my table. And it like re-rolled. It's just like, eh, I I've never you're, been a fan shaky. of shaking my phone. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like shake to roll, but but my husband loves it, so I don't know. People really wanted it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, usually on my iPad, and the iPad's sitting flat, so it's kind of hard to shake to roll. Sometimes I like hit the iPad, like hoping that that does the shake to roll, and it doesn't. Sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes it does, you know. But if I pick it up and shake it, it always does it, you know. But I'm like just trying to, you know, bang, bang, and yeah. Roll history came from uh, friends of mine yeah, that I used one. to LARP with. They wanted that for their mage game. Definitely a good one. That's a good feature. Yeah. 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 Because that you know you do cumulative rolls a lot in Mage, and um, yeah. we keep getting requests to put um, where you tap on the number and type in the number, and I'm like, yeah. you don't want this, guys. Like yeah, plus one, plus five. That's a, that's yeah, yeah, that's, that's really, really good. good. The plus yeah. one, plus five. I like that. Yeah. But people people want to type that number, in, and I'm like, that is so much more work. Like you, just... you know what you could do? They have uh, in a lot of uh, Apple apps that use touch, uh, like. I don't know, like I'm using uh, Logic now or whatever. Uh, you can, and I think in Blender it does like, anyway, you, you touch a number and then you drag your finger up to make the number go up and you Ooh. drag your finger down to make it go down. Yeah, and so you can do that to like rapidly go up, you know, to 40 dice or something like that or, or pull down to whatever number you wanted. I love that. Uh, Tyler, that Tyler. <laughs> a that requires no no new UI. Yeah, it sounds right, yeah. like a winner to us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just, a it's UI. just a uh, what do you call that? That that motion, just a single swipe motion. Yeah. Well, I so I do want to say that is the only one of us three that is actively using your dice app. I would really not Ooh, want hey, you Brian. to get rid of the plus hey, one and five. I'm actively using it in a game. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm playing through the I'm playing through the quick start with my daughter. Oh, He's got right. six kids. That, yeah, right. I'm raising these kids for a reason. Okay, they're all <laughs> here to play. be my role playing buddies. Yeah. Right? Yes. Hey, honey, it's time to add another character to the party. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to roll up a new one? Please be a lunar. Please be a lunar. It's a lunar. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, what about this now? Now, we, so you, those are things that you've implemented. Um, I don't know how many times you've heard this, but 
how hard would it be as a person who's thinking about playing games with like these two guys or whatever you know distant plus a couple of our other friends or whatever how hard would it be to set up a system and i know this is much harder than adding a, a, a dice rolling history and a shake to roll but how, how hard would it be to set up a system where players and storytellers connect their dice rollers across the internet so that a storyteller can watch rolls made by players while playing remotely? Ooh. So this is secretly our, our, our request right now that everybody wants that uh, we haven't put in. Um, okay. This is really hard. Um, yeah, it's really hard. There, there's, there's a lot of technical reasons for it and a lot of um, UI reasons for it and also a lot of legal reasons for it. So for example, um, if you want to type in your name to attach to your role um, so that you can see who rolled this at the table, uh, we now mm -hmm. have to go through a different approval process from Apple because you might type in a naughty name and therefore wow. our app could get taken down from the store for it. Um, so that's that's the type of thing that people don't really think about. Technically, we could solve this. Um, right. But if it's there's just a lot of work to it for for little reasons you wouldn't wouldn't necessarily think about right off the bat. Well, what about this? So you know, I've got on my Apple TV. Again, everything's Apple in our house. Right. But on, on my Apple TV 4K, uh, I've got the um, Drawful 2, which is an amazing game. If you guys don't have an Apple TV and you're not playing Drawful with your friends when they come over, this is just awesomely fun. But <clears throat> the way you, everybody logs into um, Jack, it's it's a jack-in-the-box type game. I, I, and it, it goes through their their uh, website, jacksomethingtv.tv. But um, you, everybody on their iPad or their iPhone, they go to this website and it gives like a, it gives a number, right? Or a, a code. It's like R8J7 or something like that. And you put that in to your phone or your iPad and then it knows that all these people are logging in and then it starts the game and everybody takes turns drawing silly things and whatever. Uh, so what if you could just like have a code that if you're if you're already talking to somebody on Skype, you don't have to do some kind of like iCloud, you know, syncing kind of thing. You could just you could have something that's, you know, feeding out there. Here's this code. Everybody signs up to code and whoever's the storyteller can just assign, you know, names to like different colors or whatever uh, based on the fact that he's having a conversation with these people. In other words, you know, the thing's not it's not like it's not running it's not like the whole game's running in the dice app. You're actually having a conversation, so you don't have to you don't have to build in so much of that sharing of names and sharing of whatever. Yep. It, you just have to simply know who the people are that you're talking to, and you decide how you want to set it up. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, there's 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 tons of technical solutions to these types of problems. Um, it's just just a lot of effort, right. and you know, we're yeah. we're happy happy to put in effort, but we gotta we gotta make sure we're putting it into the right spot for for us. Yeah. 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 Well, I definitely think that that would be a super cool addition <clears throat> just to the whole community, you know, to be able to help people play together. Yeah, ab absolutely. As people move apart, I mean, this is what we found. I mean, you know, Jim and Charles and I, I mean, we've known each other since since childhood, essentially. You know, <clears throat> um, Jim was the first person I met in high school. Uh, I I was Charles's youth minister for a time, <laughs> you know, like we've known, we've known each other for like a very long time. And, but then you split up and, you know, now we live like hours away from each other, you know, and you want to play with these people. And I just feel like so many folks are in that boat that, um, yeah, I, I'm actually just... in that, that boat too, where I, I play with a, a roll 20 group and we, we don't, we play exalted through the roll 20, uh, interface and no one there wants to use the phone app because, um, you can't see the results. Um, ah. So yeah, I've absolutely, absolutely heard it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I'm glad that that's on. That's at least on the on the docket somewhere. I think that would be really cool. 
Yeah. I'll keep working on it. Well, awesome. Well, uh, Jim, Charles, you guys have any more questions you want to ask these guys before we move into our character seed of the week? I'm pretty set. Well, yeah, I think, I think, I think we, we covered, covered it. it. Any, anything else, uh, Jamie and Tyler, that you guys want to want to tell us or tell the tell the listeners out there about the app? Anything you got planned or anything you want to announce? We got. Can we announce unicorn dice? Uh, we absolutely can. Yeah. Ooh. So, I maybe had had a drink and decided that <laughs> our our dice <laughs> we needed dice that looked like you dipped them in glue and then rolled them in glitter. And oh. <laughs> so I made a table and dice that are Sweet. are basically just made of glitter. <laughs> I, I saw the picture of that on the Facebook uh, page, and I can't wait until <laughs> you add that. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So, so that, do you have that a time should for that? actually be maybe Monday. Monday. Oh, and that's what exciting. the last table too, right? The last table yeah. and the last dice. Mm. Yep. Which are the coolest. That that is easily the coolest table that we've made awesome yeah awesome i can't wait i can't wait to see it well let's get into our character seed of the week and this week it is my week and i'm just gonna level with you i think this is one of my favorite characters and seeds that i've ever come up with so uh this week the the concept is the aborted sacrifice and the seed is that this character has lived the first 18 years of life in absolute pampered luxury, was given everything he or she could possibly desire, was raised as royalty, and as far as he or she knew, that was the only reason for the opulence of his or her life, was that he or she was a royal figure. The village slash kingdom had a completely different understanding, however, and they had pampered this character throughout his or her life because he or she was being prepared as a sacrifice to some dark or alien power for the protection of the village. And the character receives the unconquered son's exaltation during the sacrifice ceremony and changes everything. So that's the that's the seed. That that's what you would present, right, to your player. If you want to play a character, this is an interesting thing to pick. And uh, my sample character that I've made for this, I call him Mendicant Phoenix. And uh, he is just awesome. I, I have him where he, uh, before, before he exalted, when he was still a, um, when he was still like this, this sacrifice being prepared, he, he was tattooed all over his body. Every 200 days, he got a new tattoo. And uh, so during, during the exaltation, he sees this image of the unconquered son that, leads his vision down to this gem of the incomparable wellness, which is a greater wood gem from the uh, Arms of the Chosen book, which essentially allows you to it's, it's even be cremated and then reform your body. And so during this sacrifice, this other person attacks the party. Uh, he's trying to kill kill the, the 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 fair folk that are coming to accept the sacrifice, and he ends up setting fire to the part of the jungle. Ever like so many people die, including this character, and, or he at least gets burned to death. But because he had this connection to the gem of incomparable wellness, he his body reforms afterwards, and now he has no tattoos anywhere on him. He's just got like this pure pink skin, you know, and 
uh, as he begins to learn more about his exaltation and he learns from this teacher, this person that actually attacked the party, uh, he teaches him in the way of the golden Janissary style and all this kind of stuff. As he learns more and more about himself, he makes new tattoos all over his body telling his story because before it was tattoos that the village had put on telling their story. So now he's, he's re-tattooing himself and he can even use these tattoos to like tell stories and things. Like he's, he's kind of like a preacher. He, he's an orator and he uses the tattoos kind of like uh, Maui does in the movie Moana. <laughs> Except that he can actually pull them off his body and, and speak to them or speak with them and whatnot. And so uh, there's, a, there's a charm that I use uh, for that called uh, Phantom Conjuring phantom conjuring technique something like that it's one of the uh, performance charms but anyway so yeah i i just i love this character i love this idea of like being so so essentially alienated from your own people your own village they, i mean they sacrifice you and you come back and now you know what are you going to do about it you know essentially and uh, so anyway we'll put this up on the website along with a uh, you know longer version of the story of this character and also his character sheet with all of his charm picks and everything else so if you're if you like this idea you want to use it in your game feel free to go get it at our fivepoles.com it'll be up there very soon okay now it's time to take a little listen to some listener feedback and our first one this week comes from a fellow that we talked about last week and this is uh full disclosure he's an old friend of ours played with us in a lot of of our uh, exalted games and so he has a question that he wants to ask us and we want to answer it so let's let's go to the message machine and listen to jeff greetings distinguished deliberative hosts i've got a question for you here this is jeff from kentucky for those of us who are not as familiar with third edition exalted what are the main distinctions that you are happiest about between 3rd edition and 2nd edition? And what are the ones you are least happy about between 3rd edition and 2nd edition? So what are the major changes and which ones do you like, which ones don't you? Thank you all very much. All right. So what, what, do you, what do we like best about 3rd edition and change from 2nd and what do we like least? Charles, you want to start us out? Sure. Um, the thing that I like the most... Uh, going into 3rd edition from 2nd edition is the set essence levels because um, mm, yes <laughs> it's yeah. it seems like a real trivial thing you know um, that you can't improve your essence uh, from the beginning in 3rd third, third edition but the problem we, that I had playing in 2nd was that if you didn't up your essence you just kind of felt underpowered if anyone yeah. else in the party did and right. we in every game we ran at least one person did that not saying that that mm -hmm. was wrong but i don't think i ever did that and i always kind of felt like well my character isn't that cool because he's just essence one and can't do anything like that so now you're not just kind of lo automatically losing a chunk of experience at character creation right. uh you know for this uh almost mandatory requirement yeah right. yeah and piggybacking on that i mean i think my favorite thing about third edition is very it's very strongly related is just the, the supernal ability being able to choose a supernal ability as a solar so that you don't have to you know take your essence up to two or three in order to get that great you know that one great charm in the charm set that you really really want you just 
you know, like the like the uh, the phantom conjuring technique or whatever that I was just talking about with the character seed. It's in essence two or three charm. I don't have you know I don't have to get up to essence three. I just I just take performance as my supernal ability and boom I got it right. Yeah. And I just, I think that that is so freeing. But it's also it colors the casts a lot more too because only the dawn can have martial arts as a supernal ability only the you know that like there there are these like you know kind of circles of influence that each one of the casts have essentially like you know exclusive rights to and uh and i think that that gives them a lot more division uh they, they've added more they've, they've widened the amount of cast abilities from what it was in second edition but then by giving you know by making only one of those cast abilities be your supernal they've also they've also narrowed it a little bit too so i thought that was really cool well, I, agree, actually, I, I agree with that completely. So if you have a character that um, you always stunt as having Invincible Fury of the Dawn, like as as your you know your the way your character does combat, well, you can actually take that at as a starting character. So it mm-hmm. allows you to play these characters that you generally couldn't play without reaching a certain essence level. Right. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. What about you, Jim, Jamie? What what are y'all's favorite things? I like um, how cinematic the fights are. Like, I always imagine the fights in Exalted as, like, um, anime fights where, you know, everybody's flurrying at each other and doing crazy things at each other and nobody's really hurt yet until the decisive blows happen. Mm. And so it makes combat, you know, really, really exciting. Yeah. What about you, Jim? Um, Yeah, I was going to comment on the... The combat. I, I love the whole mechanics of the withering and decisive attacks because mm-hmm. it was always weird when you play D&D when, uh, and I used to play D&D way back in the day, when you actually, it was part of the rules to to roll your initial hit points, but then like we became a house rule to like okay, if you're a fighter, you just get the max or mm-hmm. you know whatever, but then that slowly became part of the the rule set, the modern day rule set, right. but it was so bad when you had like a character with two hit points and you get in your first <laughs> combat and die. And right. but then on the flip side, on the flip side, when you have like a hundred and twenty hit points, you're like, really, the same guy that two weeks ago died from a dagger is now like taking dragon breath right to the face and still going. So Alexa, the stop. withering and decisive attacks. You still have that feel of combat where you're like rolling dice and like, but it the withering shows like that you're getting the edge, and yeah. you have to like there's there's a little bit of a thought process involved in the combat like yeah all right do I do I strike now or do I do I hold out for just you know do I want to get him on the ropes a little bit more, so right. I really love that and in my mind I just I picture those. Those old uh, kung fu, kung fu movies, you know, where you're like, you know, it's a lot of action, but no one's yeah. taking damage yet. Yeah. And then, but when when someone takes the damage, I mean, it's like it's decisive. Like it really, you know, you know. And it's not just it's not just the players that are building up that initiative going for the decisive, but when you see it on the other end, because this is what we saw in our you know quick start game that we're running. When the when the bad guy has got twenty eight initiative, like <laughs> like that's a real threat to the party. Like somebody's gonna die here, oh, right? Yeah. And and 
I think that that models so well too. You know, a lot of games have this ability to like defend another person or whatever. You know, to step in and try to take some of that uh, pressure off the other. But you can actually do that in a much more organic way with the withering and decisive attacks. Where you, if you see the enemy has twenty eight initiative, right? Like, everybody go over there and wither that thing before it gets to be its attack again, so that it won't be able to kill my buddies. And it's like a. I mean, I know that there's still the defend other action, but but being able to wither them down so that they can't hurt you. Is a, is like a different dimension to defending each other. Yeah, that I think is just like it's like mind blowingly new when you finally let that sit in. That this is th- a thing that happens now. That a thing that you can pay attention to and like actually work toward. Uh, I think it's just it's amazing. Well, what about the other side of his question? What do we what do we not like as much about the changes? I'll go ahead and start. I I think that. Um, you know, one of my favorite things about second edition was the uh, the the super magitech of the world. You know, they described it sometimes as like Final Fantasy esque first age. You know, with all of this you know, like high technology stuff, and then the fact that that's gone by the wayside. But you could still go get like this, you know, crazy you know flying surfboard with rocket launchers on it or whatever. I I know that they've stepped back from that a little bit. And that makes me a little sad. However, they still have left all of this stuff in the game. It, they've just tried to make it a lot more rare, I think, than it used to be. But for those like me who like have to have the power armor, have to have the war striders, they, we still have war striders. We don't yet have power armor. And if you're listening, White Wolf slash Onyx Path, you better get it in the next product, okay? Uh, so. that's, that's supposed to be uh, in the look shy stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, the Gunzosha armor, which yeah. is like power armor. Yeah. But we need the armor of the Immaculate Dragons. Okay. That's what we really need. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what we gotta have. Um, so that's pretty much that's that's like that's like probably my only gripe, and even that's like a very small gripe. But what about you guys? What do you not like as much? Uh, so I my my argue, my dislike is very simple. Uh, I miss the huge breadth of content that we had in the earlier edition. Oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yep. Well, I'm sorry, Jamie. You you're, took you're, it. Now you're unoriginal. Uh, so, so, like, Crystal Chameleon style, right? Absolutely love oh. that. Um, and, I, you know, I want to run my alchemical with Crystal Chameleon style. Um, right. But that's, you know, like, four years away at this point. Um, well, Jim was actually talking hurts. about that uh, back when we looked at some of our favorite things from the Dragonblooded book, and he said that he liked those new... Uh, the twin short diclaves that give you some essentially what it was the reason he was saying like that was because his character had crystal chameleon in our second edition game and when he tried to remake him into third and it wasn't there he didn't have that ability to just disappear again but that but that artifact from the uh the dragon blooded book does actually allow you to do some of the things that crystal chameleon used to allow you to do so at least that's at least that's there yep right but yeah I, i miss that one of the most interesting things about Exalted was um, when I first got my wife into into playing it with me, I simply asked, "What do you want to play? Like, give me give me any character archetype." <laughs> and then, using the huge amount of content that existed, we could quickly figure out what she wanted to be and what what style that mapped to, um, because yeah. we don't have this huge backlog yet. Um, you really can't right. do that yet. You're kind of, you're kind of boxed in a little bit. Yeah, I remember telling people when uh, when Second Edition was you know the current edition. Uh, and I was trying to preach this to people. I'm like, look, you can make like anything you can imagine. This game is like the kitchen sink thrown into it, man. If you say, 
can you play a dinosaur person flying a Robotech fighter? I'm like, yes, yes. you can. <laughs> yes, you can. And I can tell you a story about that that's so rich and so good and so tied to the setting that you will cry, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, that is some, that's a big miss. That's a big miss. Charles, you haven't chimed in yet. What are you, uh, what are you thinking? Well, what, I hate to be unoriginal thing? like Jamie, but I was going to say that, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, th- I, I love the third edition rules so much, but as I'm thinking about the kinds of other exalts I want my new solars to come across, I'm kind of boxed in because, you know, it gives some real, real simple ideas for here's how you have a lunar exalt in there but Mm -hmm. there aren't a bunch of charms to pick from so it's just kind of like i'm really gonna have to make up everything and then when that book comes out it could potentially retcon everything i've done kind of right yeah 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 that's that's definitely a downer but hey lunars at least it's on the board man biggest complaint (laughs) write more books yeah, <laughs> write more books. Write more books. I remember when the when they first did the you know they they merged with CCP or whatever. One of the things that they wrote at the time in the blog entry about that was, well, this will give us the ability to uh, release books on like a slower schedule so that we can really release like the best book that we can produce. I'm like, dude, no. I just want I just want like twelve books a year. Okay, I want a new book every month. Yeah. I don't care if it's good. Don't care if it's it. You know. <laughs> Tell me. I don't that. care. I don't care if you think the infernals book isn't super canon just i just want to take infernals book yeah, yeah. So. well you could be like me and get into classic world of darkness before or look after they stopped printing it and before the new edition came out the 20th anniversary editions came out yeah. so you never right. got a new book so yeah, i'm thankful for every new book i get <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true mm-hmm. And by having the slow, I mean, you know, first of all, I've got I've got the physical copy of the uh, of the core exalted book sitting right next to me here, and it is so mammoth. Yes, it is, yeah. and I love it. You know, and so as long as we're getting like these amazing books that are just you know mind blowingly awesome, I suppose I'm going to be happy. But um, it's bigger than the mage book, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 It is a big book. I've heard someone describe it as a uh, home home defense book. Home defense, that's right. <laughs> An assault exactly book. Right. <laughs> it's it's not a light melee weapon. It's a heavy weapon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've got one other uh, one other listener question. We want to. I did have a uh, comment to make, Corey. Oh, I'm sorry. Good. Um, the one thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, and you can you can edit this out if I'm way off base here but flaws no longer give bonus points oh yeah like they did before and the the reason that ticks me off is because like charles mentioned before i was one of those that liked to get the essence up to like two three and whatever i could get it up to so i took we did that by taking flaws yeah so now i'm reading the flaws section and i'm like gamer hey 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 it may it it tied into the story. The um, flaws were awesome. The flaws um, were awesome. There were some pretty bad flaws, too. Uh, yes, but, sir. So I'm looking on the flaw section in the book, and it's like, hey, here's some flaws you can have, but they're not going to do anything for you. And I'm like, yeah, they're why only the is flaws. this here? 
Well, you get some you get some solar experience points. Yeah, for that's it, what I was know, gonna you, say. Yeah. yeah, you do get some of that. But I I don't on the whole though I don't think they're as fun as the flaws in the second edition because I remember my Dawncast character Gauss. He had this one flaw that every time someone offered him a drink or that he was <laughs> that he had to he had to drink himself completely unconscious oh, no. like every <laughs> single time he was offered a drink <laughs> yeah, that and is... that was that was so fun to role play I mean, because it, he did often he would do this often yes. and you know everybody else would have to drag him back to the room or whatever you know and it was like a real inconvenience to the party sometimes, but it like it never got like annoying. You know, it was always just like that's Gauss. That's what he does. Said you know? the player of Gauss, <laughs> and not the player of someone who had to drag his giant body around. <laughs> oh, that is true. That is true. Yeah, but yeah, I, I miss some of those. Some of the newer ones, it's like, well, you can have no legs, and but you only. <laughs> So <laughs> you only get it. solar experience points if it really, really hurts you during the game. Like, okay. Yeah, if you if you just like make up for it somehow, you don't get the solar experience points. It has to greatly disadvantage you. I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, I don't, yeah. So yeah, you're right, Jim. That's a big one. That is a big one. All right. Well, let's take a listen to uh, another question we have. This one coming from Seth L. Let's listen to his question. Hey guys, this is Seth. I have uh, one main question and one small question. The main question is craft. How do you guys implement it, uh, either have in the past or how you are planning on it in the future? I'm just really interested to get your take on it because it looks really cool to me, but it's super daunting to my players. So I think maybe having somebody else talk about it to them will help them uh, really figure it out. And the second follow-up question is I managed to snag myself one of the tears to make my own artifact and i'd be really interested to hear if uh, you guys have any ideas thanks oh snap he wants us to give him ideas for that artifact yeah that is so, rad clearly immaculate dragon armor it's so much better i was gonna tell him all about the empress's uh seven bean salad but yeah Shut no you're, you're absolutely right charles yes seth request immaculate dragon armor and if you have to pick only one aspect make it what are we saying guys uh air earth okay earth yeah make it earth all right yeah so earth immaculate dragon armor make them get started on that because maybe if they make one for you they just can't help but make the other four (laughs) (laughs) well that'll at least give us a template to make our own third edition ones that's right that's right well uh what about what about this question about craft so i love the craft section section i have read it multiple times count four times right now read all the charms and the entire rule set of how to do it but i haven't actually run it in a game yet but uh, Tyler and Jamie, I think that one or both of you have a lot of experience with this, right? We, yeah, we certainly uh, have some. <laughs> uh, so in my game, we've had um, we've had a solar crafter who um, his, he only essentially spent XP into uh, craft charms. Um, mm. But the problem with with what the way he did it is he was a very unmotivated player. He only took action when um, you know, things were directly happening to his character. Um, 
which resulted in a, a kind of a weird crafting experience for him where he didn't have as much crafting experience as he should have. So mm. several times we came across this issue where, oh, we want to make this... Sorry, there's a, a cat in the background. Um, <laughs> uh, several times we came across this issue where he wanted to make something cool but didn't have the crafting XP to back it up. Uh, and so w what do you do there? You just kind of spin your wheels waiting for him to gain XP? Do you have him start making um, essentially toxic waste items so that he can generate the crafting XP experience yeah. to keep moving mm. on. Right. So th there's definitely some, definitely some issues there, and every table is going to deal with it a different way. Um, but there is a charm that allows you to gain um, mm -hmm. crafting experience simply by resting. Mm -hmm. uh, so that goes a long way. Um, mm -hmm. So my, my biggest advice to someone running the crafting uh, experience is to fully understand what you're getting into and work with your players to understand what it is you're trying to experience. Are you trying to make this awesome crafting minigame? A lot of players don't want that. They just want a cool story about how their character solves issues via crafting, in which case you might want to just wave away the crafting experience uh, uh, EXP costs entirely. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, you just you have to play around with it a little bit. Yeah, in my game, cool. um, I have a very proactive player who is our crafting player, and he is crafting left and right all the time. He's like, do, do I have four hours to, like, you know, hammer out some <laughs> horseshoes or something? And, like, he's, every chance he gets, he's crafting something and keeping right. track of all that. Like, y you need a player that's really on top of it. Right. To run it well, I think when I, when I was trying to design a crafting solar uh, and I was reading through all of this stuff, uh, one of the things I, you know, I, I, I was aware of some of the some of the gripes and things that people had had about the crafting system. Some about the the complexity of all of the different experience points, costs, and the the slots and all that stuff. And then some of it about the charm, the, you know, the perceived charm bloat of that. There's all these different charms, all of which add dice tricks and whatever. And so I was aware of all of that. And so, I, but I wanted to. I, I love doing things like you know exactly according to the rules. Like to me, like that should always be the way you like try it to start with you know just just go at it full vanilla and see if that works and so i just typed into google you know i googled like uh exalted third edition crafting is awesome you know and i, I wanted to see if somebody had written an article or or some sort of blog post or, or a forum post or something that that showed no this is actually really awesome and i found a few really good posts one of which a guy said all right here here's a breakdown of my session by session what my crafter was able to do and I was blown away by some of the stuff that he said. And, you know, that, you know, especially if you use that um, uh, craftsman needs no tools so that yeah. you can really speed up some of the process and whatnot. But he says, you know, we're, we're in this boat and my guy took apart like all of this different stuff. And then, you know, all of this stuff in the boat and then put it back together to make crossbows for each member of the party because we were completely unarmed. So he like quickly constructed crossbows for everybody. He's just like, you know, mass producing these things. And then he goes from there out into the thing where he turns how, you know, he's able to, to reorient the sails and do all this kind of stuff. And it was essentially like they had just taken the crafting thing and plugged it into this guy's solution for everything like a like a total macgyver right yep. Yep. and uh and, or a and he, he, he yeah <laughs> hey i don't know anyway <clears throat> but uh but he added up all of the experience points that that the guy earned you know just each each day or each session and it was insane the amount of like these like uh you know silver and gold xp that he was earning and then he's able to turn around and make some amazing you know three dot artifact and and uh you know when you when you think about the three dot artifacts in 
in the core book or especially in arms of the chosen which is where i really feel like they hit their stride in designing these artifacts you know if you're making something like that man it better be hard to do you know i mean like like this is not this isn't just like you know hey look i made you i made you a a spoon or something like dude you're making (laughs) something that's got these insane evocations like you're gonna need to have charms that increase your successes to be able to get there because it shouldn't you should not be able to do it normally and just picking one charm that somehow triples your dice or something like that that's not enough that's why i think that it's not bloated to to like add these dice tricks because this is a very very powerful thing that you are allowing a character to do and all of those charm purchases put together show a heavy investment into that crafting you know discipline And so I think, yeah, play it rules as written and see how that works for you and your group. But don't forget to craft all the time if you're a crafter. And by all means, take the craftsman needs no tools because that's going to allow you to do it quickly and not go, well, I'd like to do this for you. It's going to take me the next three hours. Like, no, you need something to be like seconds, minutes, you know. Always be crafting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Always be crafting. Yeah, wear that T-shirt to your to your role-playing session (laughs) never not craft (laughs) all right seth well i hope we've helped you there a little bit oh sorry jim charles did you guys have something you wanted to say yeah i've got i've got a character in my group who is uh looking at using crafting as not necessarily a defining aspect of themselves but definitely uh you know something that they're going to be given considerable effort to and um what I'd, what I'd like to do in our game is have kind of like these machines at the edge of creation that are keeping the wild back and that for some reason un, unknown to the players, these machines are starting to fail for different reasons. You know, one might have this magical plant that's slowly strangling it and the other one might be, you know, atrophying because of rising... Uh, seawater and the salt is getting into stuff and messing it up or whatever you know different things are messing up each one so each one has its own kind of unique solution and that we're i'm going to try to make craft into this long uh long plot arc where you have to fix these things or else the wild is going to start making these large skips and jumps closer to the center of creation hmm okay yeah that's cool so focusing more on the repair aspect but yeah yeah that's neat and there's there's definitely a lot of charms to uh to deal with that cool that sounds like a cool story too all right jim what what do you think what how would you use the crafting thing well the thing i would like to comment on about the crafting thing was to to say that these guys that build these i mean if you've ever tried to design a role-playing system like you're like oh i like this i want to i want to make a game based on this and then you go and you actually start working on rules i mean not many people get very far so when these guys they come up with these rules and these systems for for crafting know that they have been tested numerous amounts of times and mm-hmm. on the surface when you read something you're like oh man that's op or oh man that 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 that's under underpowered you know Yuppie. Yeah, Yuppie. Uh, but these guys, they've balanced it. And, 
of course everything that an exalt's supposed to do should be a little over p uh, op um but you know i'm reiterating what was said earlier that try the new system it's like when you're you're writing a paper like a great writer knows the rules he's supposed to follow and mm-hmm. then tweaks them to make them his own later so you have to have a foundation if you do want to make some house rules like was mentioned earlier about the you know whether you want to do the crafting experience or not right. try it and then tweak it to fit your game so that you right. enjoy it exactly it's a good point it's a good point all right well that just about wraps it up for this week so uh jamie tyler where can folks find more of your stuff um we have a facebook page it's uh if you look for onyx dice you'll find us all right or look for us in the app store or <laughs> yep. whatever the play store yes app store and play store there we are <laughs> yep <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you remember the name of that other one because there's no way I would. <laughs> you, you and I would have a fight. <laughs> I have feelings about Apple products. <laughs> well, I, I will just say, I two hours later. I understand that that that's like kind of a deal with the devil, but I mean, it's a really comfortable, uh, fluffy, deliciously beautiful devil. So. <laughs> <laughs> you should keep that line in. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of context. <laughs> yeah, we'll start start to show off with that. <clears throat> All right. So, um, what about you, Jim? Or what about you, Charles? Where can we find more of your stuff? Um. Well, you can find me streaming Android Netrunner on YouTube every Friday from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, and my channel name is System Outage, and you can also find me on the Onyx Path official forums. My username is Lucky Chucky. Awesome! And thanks for for not giving it to us in uh, military Zulu time this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just used to it. <laughs> what about you, Jim? Where can we find more of your stuff? We well, you can always find me at our website at fivepoles.com, or you can reach me directly at james.fivepoles at gmail.com, and on the Onyx Path forums, I am username Reformed Ninja. Yeah, you are. And for all game-related things around the interwebs, including the official Onyx Path forums, I am Numa Pilot. Hey, don't forget to check out our website at fivepoles.com. You can also find us on Facebook at the Deliberative Podcast, and finally follow us on Twitter at Deliberative Pod. All the cool kids are doing it. Are they still doing it? Jim, did you ever become a cool kid? I'm not cool. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, if you have a question or issue that you'd like for us to discuss on The Deliberative, please send your question to us at thedeliberativepodcast at gmail.com. All one word, thedeliberativepodcast at gmail.com. And if at all possible, send us a recording of yourself asking the question or making the comment. So thank you for listening to the Deliberative Podcast. Now go forth and bring righteousness to the world as you know best. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you.